welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Lindsay Turnbull. Lindsay founded Misheard Media to empower, educate, and inspire young women to feel confident, capable, and connected. Lindsay is building a world where all girls are heard. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, I'm so glad that you were able to. Uh, I know how busy you are. I'm so glad you were able to come on the show. So for those who don't know anything about you, can you please um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Lindsay. I live right outside of Washington, D.C., and I am the owner and founder of Misheard Media. And Misheard Media uh, does media and live events to help tween and teen girls feel more connected, more confident, and more capable. I love that. So, like you said, you're the founder of Misheard Media. I love the title. But can you tell me what that's, I mean, what else does it, um, what else is your company about? Well, so basically, I am trying to be the person Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I needed as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And um, really, Misheard tackles a lot of topics. We cover a lot of ground, everything from, you know, friendship and relationships and dating to mental health to life skills Mm -hmm. that young women need as they move, you know, from high school into college and beyond um, being out on their own. And I actually just released an online workshop called Media Detective, Mm. um, which is all about media and news literacy because it's such an important life skill and so many young people are just not being taught. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to, I want to talk about this. I want to do this. So it's a really broad umbrella. Mm. Well, that's awesome. But can we go back first and, and can you tell me a little bit about your background um, I mean, you said a little bit about living, uh, but you were originally from uh, Michigan? I am. I'm originally from Michigan. Um, I moved to Florida when I was about seven. Mm-hmm. And I lived there until I was oh, 23-ish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I went to the University of Central Florida. I studied history and anthropology. I got a master's in history. And while I was there, I volunteered in this program called the Young Women Leaders Program. Mm. And it was a mentoring program where we worked with seventh grade girls. Mm -hmm. And I held every single role in that program, including program coordinator. Mm. And I really, really loved it. And I always thought that I was going to go back to working with young women like one day. Uh (laughs) Uh You know, like after I was established in my fabulous history career, like working in museums and, you know. Right. And and so I did get back to working with young women. Just one day it came a lot sooner than Mm -hmm. I had originally planned. So what, I mean, you said it before, but maybe can you extrapolate on what inspired you to create Misheard Media? Oh my gosh. It was definitely the experience in the Young Women Leaders Program. Mm. Um, Growing up in my teen years, I feel like I harbored a lot of girl hate 
and like jealousy towards other girls. Mm. Um, and being in that program, the Young Women Leaders program just kind of showed me how amazing other women are. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not just women my age, but how amazing, like, really young women are. How funny and smart and insightful and talented. And I just, the program was so transformative. And the young women I worked with were so transformative that I always wanted to go back to that, to Uh serving that group of people. Especially like when I got older and I got a little more perspective and I realized how much I really needed when I was their age. Wow. Okay. What was there an aha moment for you? Um, there were I mean, there's a lot of aha moments mm-hmm. on the way, but uh-huh. <laughs> I I think a big one was I was applying. I had okay, let me back up. So <laughs> okay. after I finished grad school. And I had my master's in public history. I wanted to work in museums. Mm -hmm. And there are not a lot of museums in Orlando, Florida, Mm -hmm. or Florida, really, in general. And I moved to D.C. because the Smithsonian is here. And there's Mm. all kinds of museums and, you know, history organizations, public history organizations. So I moved to D.C. Mm -hmm. And... I could not find a job. I moved here in the middle of like a complete hiring freeze, total like budget cuts Oh wow! for pretty much every publicly funded institution. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> the few jobs that did exist got like super, super competitive mm-hmm. and if they were hiring at all and they're like, we're not even volunteer programs, like places stop their entire volunteer programs because they just didn't have the budget anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was applying for jobs and I was like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What, like, what else can I do? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I uprooted my whole life. I changed my whole life. I made a lot of sacrifices to, to be here. And so like, now what, now what can I do? And I came back to that experience of working with young women and I remembered how happy it made me. I remember mm-hmm. that I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's it. That's the thing I'm going to do. That's cool. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Have you always been an advocate of girl empowerment? Um, probably not so much. Like I said, I, I had a lot of um, girl hate mm. growing up. A lot of that, like, internalized misogyny, the, like, I'm not like other girls. I'd rather be friends with boys. Like Mm. girls are too whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was always, I would say I was always pretty vocal about, you know, equality and racism Mm -hmm. and like fighting for people's rights. And I think like in an abstract way, Mm -hmm. I was very like, yeah, women empowerment. But I didn't really apply that to my own life until much later. Ah, okay. Wow. Well, and from studying history to being, becoming, or founding Misheard Media, um, is there a connection? I mean, or did you feel more drawn to helping or, or founding out this organization and connecting it somehow to history? I, I just wanted to, like, I mean, what was the connection? Is there, is there one? 
I mean, yeah, there's totally a connection. And that's kind of the beauty of building your own business is you can basically do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But I will say that a lot of the skills I got in my history degree, Mm -hmm. I use all the time. Ah. So researching, especially when I'm building um, workshops. So in the fall, I'm going to do another life skills workshop. And I already know young women are asking me to learn about certain things mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily have the answer to right now, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use my research skills to find the best quality of information to give them. Um, in history, you write a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I can write really well. I can write really quickly, um, which you know comes in handy when you're like writing social media posts mm-hmm. or... There's like, there's just so many skills that I've gotten from history that I use all the time Mm -hmm. in misheard media. Mm -hmm. Um, But not just that. I also, I've done a, like a, a girl powered planner where each day had like an on this day of girls and women in history. Uh And, you know, there's always lessons where I can, we can look to the past and be like, okay, well, this is what this person did, or this is how this woman made a difference in the world and those stories can inspire us so I I do use the skills Mm -hmm. but also the knowledge Mm -hmm. and that's like the best thing about working for yourself is you can just say I'm gonna do it this way (laughs) and no one can stop you (laughs) that's really really cool yes and you're right so you you basically um from your site uh do you do a um, what I've seen were YouTube videos of your, I guess, um, YouTube videos about any life skills that you want to teach for young women. Um, And you've done a bunch of them. And I saw one recently that I kind of, like, I have to ask you about that. On one of the YouTube, YouTube videos, I saw an episode that you spoke about how to get motivated and for me, that's like, that's, you know, that's big for me sometimes. Do you think that's necessary much more so now since the pandemic? I mean, I, I kind of feel like we're just living in a parallel universe. Mm. <laughs> um, for the most part, I am pretty like internally driven to do things because I want to do them, which mm-hmm. is where a lot of my motivation comes from. Mm. Um, but I understand like not everybody works that way. And Mm -hmm. while I do think it is important during the pandemic to like, for me, it's always putting on real pants. I cannot work in sweatpants. I cannot work Mm -hmm. in like fuzzy pants. I have to put on real pants. And then the motivation comes usually after I put on some real pants. But wow. Okay, that's interesting, because so many people during the pandemic have resorted to just saying, well, you know what, let's be comfortable. I'm I'm working remotely anyway, you know, look, more power to them. I totally get that. (laughs) Uh I just don't I don't like function that way. Like I have to. And this this goes back to grad school, too, because so much of the work that I did Mm -hmm. Um, for my master's, for my master's thesis was completely independent. Mm. And basically the only external motivation was that I was going to have to pay more money Mm. to finish my thesis if I didn't finish it in a certain amount of time. Uh 
so I wrote most of it like without any deadlines and I really like learned how to get up and do things without someone telling me what to do. Wow. But it took until grad school. Like that was (laughs) definitely a skill that took a lot of practice, not something that really came naturally to me. Right. But by then you've become so self-disciplined that it stuck with you and, and it's definitely helped with your, um, with your company, you know, and making sure that you're getting the things that you want to get done. Oh, totally. I, I think, um, I think being disciplined is more important than being motivated or being inspired. Mm, okay. Like, I get it. Yeah. I don't feel motivated every day. I want to <laughs> stay in bed in my fuzzy pants and like read a book. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I've really cultivated the discipline to get up and to go do the work every day right. because if I don't do it, no one's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's funny because for me, I get up every morning pretty much the same time and then I'll go and, and you know, it's like I don't feel comfortable in sweatpants. I never have. <laughs> I've tried and I'm like, yeah, no, I need, you know, to put on jeans or, or like or even leggings. That's very few and far, far between. But it is, it's, it's for me, it's become like, it's a way for me to say, okay, I'm ready, you know, because otherwise... Eh, you know, I feel like I don't feel like doing anything. Why should I, <laughs> you know? So, but the fact of that I've had myself discipline to, I've disciplined myself to get up and, and get going, you know, having my coffee and going out and, and then coming back and then starting, that's, you know, it makes a, so much of a difference for sure. Wow. It, it does. So I know for me, and maybe it's just like, because I have anxiety and I'm like really type A, but mm. Routine and discipline are like the two biggest drivers for me mm-hmm. of like anything, any action that I do throughout the day. So once it becomes part of my routine, then I like I don't have to motivate myself so much. I just kind of do, do it, it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. That makes total sense. Because for me, you know, I don't believe I've I don't believe I've suffered anxiety. But for me, it's it. It has to be a routine, or else I feel like I get thrown off, and then I don't know what to where to start. <laughs> so at least with the routine, I'm like, I go, I, I, I know I get up, and I know I get the, get dressed, and then I go get my coffee, and then I go, and and then I start my day. Um, I feel so much more when I do that. I feel so much more like I can. Um, I get. I feel like I can do so much more, as opposed to just like I said before, you know, not paying attention to, oh, okay, and, uh, yeah, what's what's my schedule for today? And that's another thing. I need to know what I'm doing, you know, so at least I can prepare myself. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. I think everybody, like, has to find um, whatever works best for them. And I know, like, we're in a pandemic. It has been dragging on forever. Everyone's yeah. tired. Yeah, We all have, like, pandemic fatigue. And I totally get that. I have a lot of empathy for that. And so... We just have to find what works. Like, this works for me. Mm. Maybe other people, like, it works better that every day is, like, a magical adventure and nothing is planned. <laughs> like, great. Like, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, that doesn't work. Like, I am too rigid, I mm. guess. Like, I'm a little too, like, type A structure mm. <laughs> for that to work for me. But I can see how it 
how it could work for someone else. So you just have to find what what is your like flow. Yeah. So do you um do you put out videos every day? Um, it depends. Mm. I have been putting out a lot of videos lately because I am in the middle of promoting the media detective kit. Mm-hmm. So I've been putting out way more videos lately, like on Instagram and Facebook, um, which is kind of fun. And um, that's I'm... another that's another history skill and a, uh, another young women leaders program skill. A lot of public speaking. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. And yeah. you you write as well. You you have a blog, from what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, so I write um, a lot of the content on the Misheard Media website. I write all of the social media content for Facebook and and Instagram. Mm. So I I do do a lot of, it's a lot of content, yes. Yeah. So I heard about you through, um, or I I actually saw, I was invited to um, see a panel with um, another friend of mine who was hosting it or was in it, um, Dr. Shruti Kapoor, and um, you were one of the guests, I believe, and um, that's how when I approached you about it. And can you tell me a little bit about what that was like to be in a panel with those for that for that um, that segment? I believe it was for. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it for gender violence? I I haven't done any like live panels mm. with Dr. Kapoor. Mm. I've done I did like um kind of a guest thing where I recorded videos that they shared on social media. Oh, okay. Okay. And oh my gosh, I love doing that. Like <laughs> those are really fun. It gives me a chance to do something a little different and mm-hmm. to reach a completely different audience, which is always like a nice challenge. Mm. And why is that? Why do you see this a challenge? Or is it, um, is, because is... I think I think when you're talking to a lot of different audiences, like I'm so used to my audience, mm-hmm. um, who tend to be teenage girls and like young women mm-hmm. in their early 20s, and like maybe some parents. Mm. Okay. And I know Dr. Kapoor's audience tends to be like, there's some real heavy hitters in there, like people that work for the UN, mm-hmm. um, people that work for all these NGOs, people that are really established in their careers. Um, so it's like the way that you talk to um, those people is like different than mm. how you talk to teenagers. So for me, it's a challenge to convey the information to a different audience, mm-hmm. but like a fun challenge. Yeah. And would you do that again if you were asked? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way also to um, to hopefully get garner um, new uh, new audiences. That'd be awesome. Um, so, is there someone you would credit for where you are now, and who would that be? Oh, I mean, you know the phrase like "it takes a village." <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that have helped me on my journey. Like the big ones are my mom and my stepdad. Um, my stepdad has is kind of like a serial entrepreneur, businessman, and he um, really helped me with the process of getting the business set up mm-hmm. and of helping me realize that what I did could be a career. Like it didn't have to be something I did on the side 
on nights and weekends just for fun, Mm -hmm. that it could be like a real business. And my mom is very supportive because she's my mom. (laughs) (laughs) She is supportive. Yeah, she's supportive of all the things I do. And my my partner is also very supportive. So Mm -hmm. those are the only people, of course, Mm -hmm. but those are like the main people that come to mind. That's great. So can you mention a time when you thought you needed to do something that could affect your life and others? Um, so when I wrote the answer to this, I was like, well, I've always felt that way. <laughs> right. um, my mom was pretty big about like service to others mm. and supporting other people. And I grew up volunteering with my grandma oh. from the time I was really young, like five or six, maybe. Wow. And I would go with her to her quote unquote job, which was her volunteer shifts at a place that provided cancer, like cancer supplies to low income people. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. So there's never been a time, I think, where I haven't been a volunteer somewhere. Although right now it looks a little different, Mm. but I still do volunteer at the animal shelter. Oh, okay. Where I got my dog. (laughs) And I mean, it's interesting that you say that because obviously whatever um, the times that you've spent with your grandma, volunteering definitely helped you, you know, where you are now. Because it is still a service. You know, you're still doing service and, and providing service now for teens and young women, which I think is pretty incredible. Um, and do you feel that that's something you want to continue for a while? Yeah, I hope so. There's a great quote. I can't remember who said it. I feel like it's Maya Angelou, but I'm almost positive I'm wrong. Mm. But it's like acts of service are my, like the cost of being human or my payment for being on the earth. I'm totally butchering this quote, but (laughs) I'm so sorry, whoever said this quote, it's really beautiful. (laughs) But the idea that because we're here, because we're all here on this earth and we are all connected to one another, mm-hmm. that taking care of one another um, through volunteering or donations or advocating for policy, however you want to do it, like that is the price you pay for being a person is that we take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll always do that. Like it's so much a part of who I am. And it was something that I've always done. Like, I don't think there's ever been time in my life where I wasn't, like, volunteering in some way or affiliated with some sort of service program. That's great. Thank you for that. Um, What would you say to young people, especially young women? Anything? Any mm-hmm. topic? <laughs> yeah. I mean, with regards to your company. Um, I would tell them that, well, two things. The general life advice I have is that you're more powerful than you think. Mm. And you can probably do, you can do more than you think you can do. Mm-hmm. And my other life advice is that this is like for my younger self, is that you will be okay if people don't like you. Mm. I love that. 
Um, yeah, I was such a people pleaser. Like it still hurts me when people don't like me, but I have to remind <laughs> myself that like it's okay. Like yeah. <laughs> you're fine. You're still you. You're, you still have like you know all this stuff going for you, and so like it's okay. I think it's people part, don't like you. Yeah, and I think it's part of being human because you know you want to get you want to be liked. You want to you know be able to say okay, I belong. But it you know, and it's funny that you say it because it's you know I I think. I still go through that and I'll think, okay, well, I don't have to be friends with everybody <laughs> and they don't have to be friends with me. So that's fine. Um, my husband and I actually, like, he has a joke, like every time we go somewhere, he says, he immediately, he says, most of the time, I think people don't like me. And most of the time, Tess thinks people like her. So I was like, okay, <laughs> or she likes everybody. And then I don't. And I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. Um, but it's, I, I think it's just, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with making sure that you're okay in yourself as well, with yourself. And that's so important, especially for young girls, because they, especially in their teens, you know, it's like they are so much more reliant on their peers and how their peers view them. So it's really important to like, you know, I mean, they not that teens will listen to their parents anyway <laughs> it was like, but at least you know if they have someone that they can speak to about it it kind of um helps them they're they're hopefully gather your self-esteem to remind them that they're enough so I love that definitely I, I would say next to therapy like the next biggest gift that I have given myself is to enjoy the pleasure of my own company mm. Wow. I like that. I mean, as an introvert that wants people to like you, <laughs> like, it was really hard for a long time. Like, I'm really shy. I'm really socially anxious. I'm like a super introvert. Like, I definitely like get tired in big groups, like 30 minutes in. Mm. I want everyone to like me. It's very mm -hmm. strange. But learning to really accept and enjoy the pleasure of my own company has been awesome. And I, I just it's like other people's like stuff kind mm. of affects me a little less okay than when I was a teenager that's great but it's funny that you call yourself an introvert when you have this media company <laughs> you know it's like oh I mean you're, you put yourself out there you know so it, it's I mean it's it <laughs> so like when I in the before times mm -hmm. when we did summer camp mm -hmm. when I did summer camps I would like, you know, go really hard for a week and I would just be surrounded by people every single day and like be really engaging and be the, you know, like the instructors mm -hmm. or the center of attention mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And then I will come home and be like, I'm not leaving this house for a week. I am ordering delivery and I am walking my dog and like nobody talked to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I guess I understand that. And I think more so now people are kind of they, they kind of have to you know during the pandemic people have had to sit with themselves if they're not with anyone and and have to like really you know be on their be on their own sometimes and I I can I can't even imagine that um you know and not having the connection and I'm kind of glad that technology has afforded so many to be connected which is great so I love that, you know, even if you are an introvert, you know, that, you, that there's uh, still ways for you to connect with people. 
So that's really cool. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, most of my friends, I would say, live not here. Mm. So even all this stuff, you know, the like, oh, let's hang out in the park or like, let's, you know, get some food, carry out and then sit in the park while we eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've done a lot of that. Um, oh, that's awesome. But I do have a lot of friends that live other places. And the beauty of the technology is that we can still keep in touch and still chat and still feel connected, even though I haven't seen them in yeah. oh, my 12 gosh. Uh-huh. plus, oh my gosh, 12 months. 12 months, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy, right, that we've had this for almost a year. Oh. So do you have personal goals? What are your personal goals? Um, I think I wrote that my personal goal is always to travel, which just feels very unfair right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I love traveling. I love traveling with my partner. I love traveling by myself. Like I just, uh, I love traveling. I want to see as much of the world as possible. Mm. And right now, uh, you know, it's just all, yeah, the world is out there. We're standing still at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and now I'm here in my house and the world is out there being fabulous. <laughs> but it'll be, it'll be fabulous, you know, when this is over and we can safely travel again. So. Yes, for sure. Have you had the opportunity to travel a lot before, pre-pandemic? Um, yeah, I would say like a maybe, I guess, less than some people, but more than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, is there couple, a, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Um, is there a favorite place that you've been to? Um, one of my favorite places was I went to Siam Reap in Cambodia. I wanted to see Angkor Wat since I first read about it in National Geographic when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And it was like a bucket list type of thing. And so I went and it was amazing. And I think about it all the time. Would you go back? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In heartbeat, yeah. I've seen, yeah, I've I, only seen photos of CM Rap. Um, CM, how, how do you, is it CM Rap? Uh, oh, I, I'm sure I'm pronouncing <laughs> it wrong. I'm just pronouncing either. it like the English way. I don't know how it's like actually That's pronounced. Fine. But Ang- Angkor Wat is, it's like, it's so much bigger than I thought. Like, it's just this massive temple complex. And there's like temples. All, oh, my gosh. It was so beautiful. I would go back in a heartbeat. Hmm. Don't know that I would go again in August. <laughs> um, oh, okay. It is really, really humid. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a day I stayed at this like Airbnb in uh, like a little village outside the main part of the city. Uh-huh. And it was like a school where kids come from the village would come and learn English. And if you stayed there, you know, like we did some fun projects and like got to hang out with kids. It was super cool. Oh, but there was awesome. a day. Uh-huh. It was amazing. But there was a day when I looked out and I was like, oh, crap, it's raining. And I walked out and I was like, but I don't feel any rain. <laughs> because it was just so, like I could see it, but it was just so humid that it was oh. just like wet already. Oh, wow. Okay. That's funny. Wow. Oh, it's one of the places I would love to travel to if given the chance. Um, I've been to Thailand and it's funny we're talking about the temperatures like, yep. When we went, and it was this was in November, <laughs> and it was still hot and humid. I'm like, okay, I guess it's. And my my aunt, who was living there at the time, said, "Oh yeah, this is the temperature. This is the way it is here. <laughs> it's either rain or or hot." I was like, okay. Yeah. So 
That's, I mean, see, all those years in Florida really prepared me to travel to (laughs) (laughs) countries near the equator in the off months (laughs) because it's so hot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well. Okay. And what are your goals for Misheard Media? So one of my big, you know, of course, my goal is like to reach more young women in, you know, ways that benefit them. But Mm. I have a couple, I have two like big goals. And one is that I want to open a physical space that's kind of like a community center hub where we can do events, where there's like a community pantry, a community closet, and like young women can kind of just come hang out and meet other young women, attend events if they want to, get things they need if they want to. That is like my one big goal. Mm-hmm. And there's a building. It's like torturing me. <laughs> it's been empty since I moved into my house two years ago. And it's empty. And it's like right on the corner, um, kind of diagonal from me. And it's been empty. And it's right by the metro. And I like, I want that space. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would be awesome. such a perfect space. It's in such a good location. It's torturing me. Um, <laughs> so that's goal number one. Goal number two is to um, take Miss Heard on the road and drive cross country and oh, wow. teach little workshops as I go. That's so cool. Huh? Thank you. I would, that's my other, my other goal. That would be awesome. So kind of like do hangouts. Um, you're like, you'll let them know when you're going to be there and just do, that's really awesome. Do hangouts with them. That's that would be, oh my gosh, cool. it would be super fun. It'd be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to be at the I don't know, whatever West Virginia library, like Mm. come hang out and I'll show you like how to make a resume, (laughs) like come hang out. We'll talk about emotional like regulation and feeling your feelings. (laughs) Mm. That's awesome. Uh, I love that idea. Thank you so much. That's like, that's like the five year, the big, the big goal. Wow. (laughs) That's great. Um, so, okay. And just to go back though, I mean, one of the things that um, I think you've tackled on also was, correct me if I'm wrong, but were you also, did you also do videos about, um, I guess, mental health among teens and young women? Is that something? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Yes. And it's really near and dear to my heart because my dad suffered from a lot of mental health issues and I did, but I never got formally diagnosed until I was an adult. Mm. And it's so different now. Like people talk about it mm-hmm. in a way that we didn't talk about 20 years ago. I'm dating myself, but mm-hmm. 15, 20 years ago, like we weren't really talking about it like that. Right. Um, and you know, I, it, I wouldn't say that like I would have ever magically been fixed or anything, but it would have been nice to have more tools or even just a word where I didn't feel like I was like broken or that there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I have anxiety. I have depression. And like, these are the things you can do to manage that would have been such a game changer when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. Wow. Probably would have saved me um, a lot of struggle as a young adult. Oh, thank you for telling me that. Okay. So I so agree because so many, I, I keep 
reading stories or hearing stories about so many young people, a lot of young people who just don't know how to talk about what they're going through. And and if they can't talk to the people that they're around, then they just they they feel alone or they don't feel like they can really talk to anyone. So they do other things to hopefully make themselves feel better. And and sometimes it doesn't. So it's really important that um, I'm glad that you're that you're speaking about that and you know letting people know that they are seen that they are visible and that there's ways to um to get past that that's great yeah Um, thank you so much and that's one of the nice things i think about the internet too is that like so i would say like well if you can't talk to your parents or your parents for whatever reason are not receptive like find someone else right and if you can't find someone else write in a journal and if you can't do that then like go for a run and if you get but the nice thing about the internet is that so many people are amazing and vulnerable and they talk really openly about uh, depression, anxiety, PTSD, like other mental health struggles. And right. one of some of my favorite TikTok accounts, I love this. I love that this is a thing, are like therapists and doctors like getting on TikTok and making these short videos like hmm. and talking about it in a way that's quick and easy to understand. So even if you're in a place or a family where you don't talk about those things and it's not okay and you're really alone and isolated, at least there are those people out there that are making content that you can get on your phone anytime and, you know, be supported and have access to that information. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you for that. And how can anyone, um, if they wanted to get involved with Misheard Media, how would they go about it? Um, Well, (laughs) I I do publish a lot of writing from young women, and they can go to Mm misheardmedia.com and go to the contact um, button and share a story. And anyone can reach out to me on social media, which is all at Misheard Media, whether you're on Facebook uh, Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. Cool. Oh, thank you for that. And you may have answered this already, but I'm going to ask it again. Um, if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? Oh my gosh, there is so much advice I would give my young self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is like a whole book. But <laughs> You may have to write I a think, book about um, that. That's not a bad idea. You may want to do uh, that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um thought about it. Um, There you go. uh, I think um, one of the big things would, one of the big things would just be to tell myself that it'll be okay. Mm. Um, That whatever, whatever I'm going through, you know, I won't be going through it forever. And that even though things don't necessarily go the way we plan, Mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing. We can still end up doing wonderful things. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for spending some time with me. And I look forward to if you do decide to, well, well whenever it's safe and you decide to do your uh, your hangout by traveling into different towns, that would be amazing. I would love to have you back. And if you decide to do a book, that would be great, too. <laughs> you know, it's like, so, <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's isn't it amazing that there's so much opportunity to do you know, to be able to help other people out because of the internet. 
And I think that this is the fact that you're doing this is really amazing. Thanks so much. Yeah, I really do love it. And every time people tell me like that the internet is ruining our lives, I'm like, eh, but is it? (laughs) (laughs) And and maybe in some cases, that's true. There's definitely a lot of times uh, in a lot of things that the internet does wrong Mm -hmm. or that people do wrong on the internet. Mm -hmm. The internet doesn't really do anything. It's just there. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of a lot of things that happen that people do online that are really negative, but there's so much space for connection and innovation and like sharing cultures and finding common ground with other people that I think is really beautiful. And we should embrace that opportunity. Yeah. And this is part of the reason that I started this show, because I wanted to connect with so much more women than I would have had if I was just writing you know, but with this, I'm really like able to connect with women from different parts of the world to talk to them about their lives and what they're doing in their communities and how other people can get involved or help. So, and you're one of them. I mean, I love that you started that that you're doing this for, you know, for these young people who may not have known that there's someone like you who they can reach out to. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I'm so glad you're taking advantage of all the good things on the internet to reach out to other women as well. That's so powerful. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really, you know, I feel very um, glad that I'm able to do this and hopefully continue for a while. So, (laughs) all right. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me and I look forward to having you again and uh, good luck with, misheard media and media detective and and everything else that you're you plan on doing with your company oh you're so kind thank you so much thank you again for having me okay all right have a good one you too that's our show for today i've posted more information about Lindsay turnbull on revwoman.com Thank you for listening and i hope you'll tune in every thursday for another episode of revolutionary woman You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.com. 